Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultrasoft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com slash ACAST. That's Burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Suck that water. Swallow it. Okay, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go vomit. Ew. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. This was unhinged. Welcome to Don't Blame Me, starring Megan, who's thoroughly grossed out, and Melissa, the culprit. What are you talking about, Megan? Don't get no, no, <laughs> no. No, no, I will not accept this. Welcome okay. to the podcast. Um, we Living are... your own delusions. I'm sorry, I'm a Leo. Am I That's what I do. You? <laughs> That's what I was born to do. No, because I am not questioning my own reality. I know exactly what happened. 
Welcome to Don't Blame Me, the advice podcast starring two beautiful, gorgeous intellects. Yeah, what are you watching? What am I watching right now? A lot of Real Housewives per usual, per new usual, back to original. My soaps. Um, I just finished Girls 5 Eva, the second season. I really enjoy that show. It's funny. I should um, watch it. What else? Z-Way, of course. Um, I think that's it right now. When I watch a show, I just binge it all. And if, I mean, Girls 5 of it isn't one that you can binge because a new episode comes out every week. But when I've been watching shows, I've just been binging them like in that day. So I watched Angeline a few weeks ago. That was weird. That's the billboard lady. Mm-hmm. Do you know I've met her? I hope I'm waiting for my day to meet her. I drive when I'm driving around, I'm looking for that pink convertible. If anyone is unfamiliar, it is like actually a very I'm glad they like me. I want to watch the show. Like I'm glad it's like a really sometimes you think of like Hollywood stories and everyone's like, oh, I got discovered in a mall and then this happened or like things like La La Land. Like that's not true. Like that's not mm-hmm. what happens. Like you go to an audition and like your first and it's your big audition like you don't book it you bomb it like that's what happens like and it takes you like all these other tries there's just all that stuff but that is like a true los angeles story of like a woman who is just like hustle buying billboards of herself advertising herself and then to this day she didn't even buy them that's the thing she didn't (gasps) even buy them she i don't want to spoil it for you but she didn't buy them shut the fuck up okay even more exciting than i didn't know but i saw her west hollywood by um on the little on the little side street um right next the to one that's um, by Tender that, Greens. Uh, yep mm-hmm. in the uh show they they're on that street for a second too mm. i was doing a uh video shoot for i think i think it was like a, a converse ad or i think it was converse i'm not entirely sure but i was doing that with this um director karen who i've like worked with a bunch she's like wonderful and she was like, oh my gosh, that's Angelina. Like, we have to like, w- we got to see if she can like be in this or do something. And I was like, I had no idea who she was. And she was like, so excited to like, tell me like the story. She's like, she is like an icon. Like this is like mm-hmm. an icon, uh, like a living legend of Los Angeles. And like, we walked up and like within two seconds, she's like, do you want to buy a t-shirt? And she was like, oh, I was yeah, just like, that's... oh yeah. And she was like, well, I'll give you like five, like this much to like, for me to be in the video, this much for a photo and like this much mm-hmm. for every minute after. And I was like, wow, hustler. And she was like, yeah. I respect it. And she yeah. bought like a Karen. I forget what Karen bought, but she bought something. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I respect her so much after the show, but also Angeline doesn't like the show at all because she thinks that only she can play her. So but I'm like, this show takes place when you were young and you're like in your 60s now. So kind of hard for you to play yourself, but sure. <laughs> hey, I, I, I respect the, mm-hmm. the, um, the commitment and the... The, the 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 confidence and the capabilities yeah. and they because, they they yeah. paint her in a, a great light it's not like this is some show oh, yeah. that's like talking shit about her but it mm-hmm. talks yeah it paints her in a good light so wow that's so interesting do you you watch yeah. packs right i haven't watched the new season i didn't realize okay. the new season was out until you started posting about it so maybe i was I'll only watching season one weekend. though okay I'm on season one okay then yes i've watched all season one i've been that another- in like two days too yeah recommend it to everybody it's mm-hmm. so 
funny. It's like pain. Mots was saying he's like, some part of this like a really uncomfortable watch. I go, yeah, because we know people like this. Exactly. That's why. That's why you feel so you feel like mm-hmm. visceral secondhand embarrassment because like you're just putting the people that we know in the spot. Yeah. And I, I'm like, I, I'm interested to know if anybody that's listening to this show and you don't live like in L.A., do you like it? Because it feels like a show that's so insidery that I don't know if other people enjoy it because it, and it also gets so many accolades within the industry. And I think it's because people see themselves in the show. Yeah, I would be really curious um, if you don't live in L.A. and or you don't work in like the entertainment industry um, because, yeah, I think that like if I didn't, I would look at it like a Shit's Creek where I'd be like, this is so campy and you have to kind of get used to the style and the camp of it where you have to like immerse yourself into it because like the acting on Shit's Creek is like really big acting. Like it's not mm-hmm. really subtle. Um, and you have to, I don't know, it's kind of like getting into a, a hot tub. You have to like assimilate yourself into it before you can <laughs> really enjoy all of the jokes and catch all of that because you have to succumb to their world. It's like, you can't watch a fantasy movie without like, being like I'm 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 believing in dragons at this point like I'm not going to say no or contest any of it so I wonder if it's like that for some people because like it feels so wildly outlandish lots of attractive people too like Mm -hmm. sexy I will say though I wish there was a trigger warning for this stuff because like it ruined like three days for me and I like did not sleep all night I was like a ball of anxiety there is like one in season one episode episode five titled falling which if you've seen it you know how dark of a title that is um massive trigger warning for like lots of drug usage and um suicide oh yeah that one was wild i after i watched that one i was like what the fuck was this i knew based on um I was like really disappointed at first, which like I still am. I really, really hate how we depict, um, especially in shows we're making now, I really hate how we depict drugs um, in them. I also think like it's really negligent if we're going to make shows that are currently set in this time period um, without the showing people testing their drugs for like fentanyl or anything, if it's supposed to be like a positive thing. And uh, spoiler alert, it doesn't end well in this but the drugs are not a result of that and like that part like still really ir- like really irritated me so if like you get triggered with watching people do drugs um which i do i just really hate how they um i really hate the depiction of like drugs on television as a fun careless kind of like letting loose freeing sort of thing um mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it, it it romanticizes them in general. Like, we don't need to give free press for people having good experiences with drugs. You know what I mean? Like, there's just... Yeah. We, you don't need I that. I meant to look up if that was based, like... If they base that on something out of their life. I don't know. Maybe. But I, I just... I think anytime you show someone taking drugs on television or movies now... Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. You don't show them I testing the drugs. drugs. Me too. I hate seeing drugs on TV. Anyways, those are our TV shows that we're watching. I know you care immensely, everybody, but I guess I should let you know what this podcast is. It's where we give wonderful, life-changing advice. And if you're wondering, 
how do these bitches have the credentials? And what I would say is turn on the Patreon, subscribe. It's $10,000 a month for haters like you. And you will see <laughs> all of our credentials hang- hanging up on our walls. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And kind that was not a lie. Me, actually. Yeah, for you. It is true. And for me, Even clearly. Half of them f- have fallen. Yeah. Yep. That's true. All of my credentials. <laughs> dark dark (laughs) and for non um skeptics our patreon is only a dollar a month or five dollars if you want to join our live streams but anyways we give advice and uh if you want to call us for an upcoming episode you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976 international listeners you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com and we haven't had to do this disclaimer in a while but i have been getting a lot of message on my personal a lot of messages on my personal account. I don't know if I've been seeing them on our uh, podcast account, but I we don't. Seen whatever you're about to say, <laughs> we don't give advice through DMs or DM mm. messages. No, um, I take that back then. Yeah, we just do it <laughs> through phone calls um, and the voicemails. People have also used voice changers and international listeners. I didn't say, but you can send us an audio uh, recording to meganpodcast at gmail.com. But we don't answer through DMs if you're concerned about people knowing the details or figuring out that it's you um change people's names like you can change things that are like really inconsequential to the situation and um also lie if you get confronted normalize Mm -hmm. being a better at lying that's like my favorite advice that i've given in our facebook group where someone was like what should I do this situation? Like, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't and I just, read that whole thing. It was a lot. I saw and I your caught... response, but it was too much. I couldn't read it. I literally just said, I think you just need to learn how to lie. <laughs> I feel like all of this could have been avoided if we we just lied better. I was trying to get the gist of what was going on from everyone. Everybody was responding, but I still don't know. You know, it was a friend who liked, <laughs> who thought they liked someone and then another friend. And it was very much like, oh, I'll talk the to them. But I, yeah. And then I was done. Mm-hmm. Just lie, lie. This is a pro lying. Sh- this is a pro robbery and pro lying show, and pro abortion ethically. Mm-hmm. 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 Anyways, should we get into the update now? Let's fucking go. So I was on the episode called "Sparks Went Dating," and my call was in reference to "Sparks Went Dating." And I was basically had been on a couple of dates with this guy, really, really nice, physically cute, but like wasn't really into it. Um, But prior to that, I'd sort of been in a relationship with somebody who was really good on paper, not very sparky. But then prior to that, a couple of years before that, I'd been in a relationship with someone where like sparks off the charts, literally in love with him. And it just sort of ended in a really amicable, like annoying way where like no one did anything wrong. And I was sort of like, oh, am I just destined to a life with no spark ever again? Should I just keep going with this guy? Should I give up? And the advice that I got was essentially, you know, keep going with it. Kind of manage your expectations. Obviously, your first love's always going to be intense and you might not find that exact thing ever again, but don't write it off. And I took that. I went on three dates in total with this guy. They were really lovely. Um, He was really thoughtful, really kind came up with great ideas good great but (laughs) neither of us clearly were feeling it that much because we had a bit of a conversation he texts me like can I call you 
and I was like I see where this is going so he um called me and he was like yeah this isn't really going anywhere is it and I thought I said to him like no it's not and he was kind of keen he was like you know if you'd still like to do things as friends that would be great and I thought I said I said oh yeah cool but like obviously in my head all night I don't really need another yeah. friend I'm fine <laughs> um but this was fine um and then left it there and since then I've kind of just sort of not really been that fussed like I've carried I've spent a lot of time with my friends I've not been like sad or anything I've just been like spending loads of time with my friends because that's who I want to spend my time with um and I've realized like dating apps aren't doing it for me at all like I think I've realized this is a huge flaw for me with dating apps (laughs) a guy being on a dating app is a bit of an ick (laughs) they're just never gonna work because the idea of a guy updating his hinge profile makes me feel sick so I've given up on that for now but a slight update that's kind of related to this whole saga is that I actually in a very not manic way even though it sounds a bit manic um texted the ex-boyfriend that I was like in love with in love with and was in I consulted my friends I did it in the middle of the day sober Mm -hmm. like it wasn't Mm -hmm. anything scary Uh (laughs) and I basically said um like hi hope you're well was just thinking if you're ever in because I know he comes to my city sometimes because he has friends here I was like, next time you're in my city, it'd be really nice to have a catch up. And he was like, yeah, that sounds really good. Um, I'll definitely shout you off from over there. I hope you're good. And that's where we're at. So that's a daytime a booty call. That might happen. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's, it's an emotional thing because I've realised, I think sometimes we really over, even like kind of the opposite. I think some, I've sort of over-rationalised it where I've like, gone to therapy and spoken about this ex and gone oh I must have just I must still care about him because he represents this or because of this or because of this and actually I think I just missed him like I think I was Hmm. overthinking it I think I just miss him because he's a nice person and be nice to see him so that's where that's ended up and I probably won't date anyone for a bit there you go I I I want to I want to contest your anti-dating app thing by saying I completely understand (laughs) Um, and I think that like, you don't have to like, like dating apps in the traditional sense or like utilize them in the traditional sense. I saw moths on a dating app and like we knew in real life and like, I can't tell you how much of an ick I got when I saw his profile. I was like, oh my God, ew, (laughs) weird. Like, and like, we were friends, but like, there were some people like on there, like (laughs) if you look at any of it hard enough or you like look at it, like as a concept, like, yeah, it's weird. Like as a concept, like, I don't think anybody is like, I love the con, like the idea of looking at this guy and seeing that he's like picking these pictures of himself and whatever that like I think there's a way to kind of decode and my biggest thing was like if I thought think you're cute um that's like whatever but it's mostly like I'm looking for someone who's like personality I can see through a dating app so like do you have a picture of something that's funny like I'm not looking to see if I think you're like super hot like it's am I attracted to you but also like sure visually am i attracted to you but i'm also am i attracted to like the kind of person you seem like you would be and then your answers Mm. and like relying on that a lot more and then immediately getting into like a conversation because you basically just like sift through all the people that you might meet in real life but just you would never spend that much time directly like it's just like it takes yeah. the huge pool that you have and then gives it like gives it to you like at your fingertips, which like you don't ever really have that other opportunity. And I think like I I will say though, because you do value like the spark, 
that is something that I think you can dating apps might be something like kind of fun for you if you like end up seeing someone who you think is like kind of cool and like with no pressure no expectations of like having a date or whatever but just like a banter back and forth in the messages and that kind of thing like mm -hmm. i think like we don't have to use dating apps to like explicitly go on dates through them but just to be like oh to like practice like talking to someone or like a confidence boost like i think just like having those kind yeah. of interactions and especially if you like decide when you want to kind of like start dating again i think it's a really good way to if you are someone who like there i i therapize everything in my life like my therapist is like you know you're allowed to like feel things right like not everything has to be like yeah. i'm like i'm very much that same way where like i like had a really hard time understanding the concept and i still have a hard time where it's like just because you understand why you feel that way doesn't mean that like that's you feeling it like you have to feel it like yeah. it doesn't matter why you feel it like it's a great thing to know but like you can't like intellectualize like your problems and your emotions so sometimes mm -hmm. it's kind of just fun in that instances if you find that you tend to do that in relationships where you feel like dates where you don't feel like you owe something to someone but like you you are you feel more obligated to keep up a conversation because you're in person or you feel like you kind of have to perform a little bit more there's something really mm -hmm. low stakes about dating apps that can for me personally i found were really good at getting me out of my head and making me just kind of like act on impulse and like be like fun and flirty and like go for the things that felt kind of more spark-like without um feeling like there was an expectation on like the success of like a date or whatever so i wouldn't swear yeah. off dating apps as a whole and i have lots of friends who like met their partners like in real life but then saw them on a dating app and then found out they were single that way and then like asked around yeah. and like it's a good way to just also know people in your age, like, you know what I mean? Like it, you might not, you might then see mm -hmm. someone like, oh, I thought, I think we matched on, like that happens all the time where like, you'll meet someone later on. And you're like, I think we matched on a dating app. Like, that's so funny. Like, it's yeah. just kind of like a, you went to college with my cousin. Like, it's just like this like weird connection <laughs> yeah. that can be helpful. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, when, but... have, have you set a date with the new fella? Not like a date date, but like put it on with your, your daytime fella, booty. Fella. Mm -hmm. Yeah your daytime booty um, call well it's not it, there's no date i don't know when he'll ever be here but i know he does i like the summer's coming up i know he visits people here i'm like it will happen but i don't know when but it's like in his court do you know what i mean i didn't okay. i was very careful to send something that was like not like i still think about you all the time it was like it was very <laughs> like oh yeah if you're ever here so he i don't i have no idea Okay. Well, I have feel you... like probably in the next couple months. Okay. Hey, are you Hopefully. continuing to chat with him or this was just a... No. As in, we've been broken up for like three years. So it would be a bit weird to be like texting back and forth. I feel like it would feel weird. So we haven't. I was just wondering. I'm just asking questions here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how long were y'all together? Like, not even a year. This is the mad okay. thing. It was literally older, not even a year. How old are you both? We're both, like, 23, 24. So we then were, you like, were... 18, 19. Okay. Mm. okay. That checks out completely. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, like, I don't mean to say this is, like, a... Like, I want to... Like, this is, like, so... I don't want to say, like, oh, this is so common as in, like, it's not special or something, but, like... <laughs> there is this sweet spot of being 18 19 when you are not a you don't you're not a kid you don't feel like a kid like you have this independence and you have this agency and like 
that I went back, I compared everyone to that, like that time period love of my life. Like that was the one yeah. that like, that would be my go back, my like back. And then eventually he, he wasn't like, eventually it was like someone, yeah. someone else. But like, that is like, there was something really, really like unique and special about like the person that you fall for or date at that time. And like romanticizing it. Yes. But also just like, I think it's a really romantic part of your own personal life. And whoever's with you during that time tends to uh -huh. kind of like that becomes another room. Like it's just like this. That's the that's the fucking age and like the summer and the time that they make fucking teen movies about like that is oh, the sure. time. So like it is a romantic kind of time and whoever's with you there, like whatever music you listen to at that age period, like that. Time, mm -hmm. you know I mean? Like all of those things like have that like nostalgic kind of feeling and like comfort and yeah. like, love there. So like that makes total sense to me. And I think as well, if you I mean, I'm sure any of your UK listeners will understand that particular summer of like 20 18 it was like the world cup love island hot weather the uk was an incredible place to be anyone you were with at that time you're like that was the best time of my life <laughs> yeah so, i miss them <laughs> i want to move back to the city i lived in like it was a crazy summer do you think <laughs> that it's him that you miss or that time well this is the thing because i've gone back and forth on it so many times obviously and been tried to look at it so not obviously you can't look at it objectively but try and look at it in a really rational way and like talk in therapy and do all of this about it and I realized that with him as well it was that it was the nostalgia factor and also he represented a lot of things that I felt deficient in so he mm. had really strong friendships I didn't he had really good relationship with his family I didn't he had a lot of drive I didn't like he had all these things that I felt like I didn't and so I've made a real effort in the last few years to really build myself up in those categories where I feel really strong in those categories. And I thought it would just go away. I was like, well, once I do that, he's just going to, that's going to disappear. And then I've realized actually it hasn't. And actually. Do you kind of want to show him? Maybe. I think so. <laughs> I think that too. I think that too. But I'm like, do you know what? Even when I saw, even when, because I don't see a therapist anymore, but when I did, like she was, she literally said to me, she's like, why don't you just text him? which I didn't expect her to say. I thought she'd be like, don't contact him at all. And she was like, why don't you just text him? What's stopping you? What's the worst thing that's going to happen? And I was like, I can't because then it will be desperate and whatever. And now I'm like, I actually don't care. I'd, I'd actually like to go for a coffee with him and whatever it is, it is. I'm looking forward to this. Me I'm, too. I'm I want to hear, I want to, I, I want to hear all of the follow-up. <laughs> You don't, we don't even have to, if you don't want it to be on the podcast, it doesn't have to be. I just want personally. <laughs> I am curious though if you're gonna go and you're going to if you're gonna realize that like maybe it's not all it is because like I totally understand in the sense of like when you are attracted to people who have things that you personally feel like you lack mm. when they relationships are mutual but like at that point like when you feel like you don't measure up in these certain areas when someone who has those things picks you that makes yeah. you that like fills your cup but it doesn't actually fill your cup like it just no. it, it makes you think it does and like it feels like it but it's not actually happening so i do wonder if some of the sparkliness of him and mm -hmm. all of that 
was this thing of like this longing of this thing that you, these things that you didn't perceive yourself as having or being insufficient in. And now that mm -hmm. you've done all of this self work to have those, I wonder if you're going to see him. And like, it's not that he is like not a good person or like is still like really kind and like really great or whatever. But I wonder if that like luster, like that sparkle around think, him yeah. will, will be dulled, you know? Well, and that's what I'm intrigued to see. Like I was talking to my friend about this, who's known me like for six years. Like she's known me throughout this whole thing from when I was like a teenager. And she, I said, I broke it down into like three kind of possibilities. Obviously it's more complicated than that. But I was like, the first one is, you know, we meet up and it's just sort of, I, I still feel the same way. He doesn't feel the same way back. And that's that. And I have to move on. The other one is we meet up. We're like, wow, why did we ever end it like whatever this is great or the third one which is honestly quite likely possibly is that I'm like oh is this the not in a horrible way but like is this the person I've been obsessed with for three mm -hmm. years are you joking like oh I've done that he's, he's like a normal he's like a yeah. normal I mean 24 year old boy like what is this <laughs> not to go against things that we say but it's a form of closure and seeing mm -hmm. if you're comparing everyone that you've met now to that idea of what he was yeah and then you become like you become the thing that's sparkly like mm -hmm. you get to like mm. and i think that's like not to be cheesy but i think that is like a really beautiful thing like once we get older is like we the people we choose to surround ourselves with are people we want to be like and people we aspire to kind of mm -hmm. be like and it's not like we're sucking the glow or the sparkle out of them but it's like we're not consciously knowing that we're doing that, but we're we're surrounding ourselves with people that we admire and we aspire to be like. And when those are healthy relationships, they like empower us to like be better people and to like to adapt those things into our life. And then eventually like, mm -hmm. then you realize that not that people are stepping stones because like they're obviously individuals and all of that, but it's like, oh, you came into my life for a reason. That was yeah. the reason. And mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that, the what we shared wasn't great and wasn't beautiful and like wasn't really honest at the time but i'm i i was in awe of your sparkle before but like mm -hmm. now i'm sparkly like it, i'm in my own sense and like now the people that i'm surrounding myself with aren't are people who like i respect and i feel like are my peers and aren't people that i'm mm -hmm. trying to emulate and 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 be like because yeah. i'm trying to improve myself like and i think that's Again, it's all a subconscious thing, but I, I, I'm so curious to hear how it's going to go because so invested in this. <laughs> Melissa knows I've done this, and I literally sat down and was like, "Oh God, this is." But then no the outcome is going to be good no matter what because it's just going to be. It's either like you were meant to be with him, and so you're going to get back together, or you know that you're not meant to be mm -hmm. and you can move you can continue to move forward in your life but either way yeah. you you're still coming out stronger on the other side yeah well exactly and I think some people do these sorts of things under the guise of like they say it's like oh it's the closure and like to be honest I think I think ultimately closure is something that you give to yourself so that's why mm -hmm. I'm not doing it under the exactly. guise of like this is for closure I'm not doing it for a particular reason uh -huh. it's like these are the things that might happen but yeah. this is what I want to do and that's yeah. why you weren't ready earlier when your therapist said mm -hmm. to text him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. it would have been, I would have said it was for closure and it wouldn't have yeah. been because I wanted to get back. Mm -hmm. It's like the no stone left unturned thing that like my therapist always mm -hmm. says that she's like, I do that. And she's like, there's nothing wrong with that. You just have to know 
Like it's the timing of when you do that. Like when you're doing that and you're looking for something where you're like, I need to turn all these out. I need to find something versus being like, you know what? I think it would really help me. Like I have this thing in the back of my head and I don't care what the outcome is, but like, I just got to know what's under it. Like, I just want to know, like, it's not going to change. It's not something that I'm like not living my life because of this, but it's kind of like an itch that I need to scratch. And like, I don't really have any skin in the game of how I want it to be. I'm just like, my curiosity is getting the best of me. And she was like, yeah, like, dude, there's nothing wrong with that. And like, you just have to know when to do that. And I think like you clearly know when, and Mm -hmm. we are very much looking forward to hearing what the results of it is. Cause yeah, like Melissa said, like you come out on top either way. Exactly. That's what I'm hoping for. Oh, we'll see. Amazing. It could literally be like in a year. Who knows? <laughs> I have no idea when he's going to... He might never text me back. And then you, he might eventually <laughs> and then, and do it an and you're like, I don't want to see him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly. We shall see. Beautiful accent. We'll never be over it. Lovely. 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 Absolutely. That's not a very good impression. So I'm so sorry if, uh, to them they're hearing this right now. But I know that's not good. My accents are not great. Melissa did clock my um, Italian accent a bit ago. She goes, is that what you're trying to do? Clearly not well. Not well, bitch. Anyway, thank you for sharing. We appreciate it. Shall we? All right. Should we? This is our last, I swear to God, this will be our last virtual one for a while. I was supposed to go to Melissa. She literally blew her back out. I did. (laughs) And not in a good way. No, in a bad way, cleaning, and I was going to come over, and um, at by nine a.m. I had already shit like five times, and I was like, I can't, I can't trust my bowels to get me to your place. So, um, IBS one, Megan zero. To be fair, IBS, IBS like three hundred way more sixty-five. Than that. <laughs> IBS has ruled my life, my whole life. So next time I swear, I swear. Hey guys, uh, I am 26 years old. I go by she, her pronouns. Uh, The two people involved in this story go by he, him pronouns. Uh, One is my now ex-boyfriend of three years. He's 34. And another is a guy from work um, that is one of my best friends. I've known him over a year. He's 32. so backstory is uh, my relationship is really struggling over the winter months. My boyfriend had just started his own business. I was really supportive. It kind of started to get overwhelming now with the 24-7, like, talk and work and all of that. So um, it wasn't just that. It was, like, COVID was the middle of our relationship, and we were together, like, 24-7. Um, and that kind of continued after COVID. Um we would invite each other to every single thing we were doing. Uh, so I think that was an issue with us too. I moved in with him two months after we started dating. So it's like, we never really like had the dating phase. We were just kind of like thrown into like this, like almost like a marriage it seems like. Um, so anyway, uh, I have been close with this guy at work for a really long time. Um, one night we're out getting drinks and he tells me he has feelings for me. That immediately threw me into confusion um, because I'm already having problems with my boyfriend at the time. And now he's telling me this, my friend, um, which made me kind of feel like, oh, I think I have feelings for you, too. Um, 
so I didn't really know what to do in that situation, but I knew that my boyfriend and I, like, should take time apart regardless. Um, we both need to go to therapy in a very serious way. Um, he needs insurance. I need to just be more independent in general. I'm always glued to my partner. Um, so we decided to break up. Um, me um, live in my own place, so I got my own apartment farther away from him. Um, so we decided to, like, work on ourselves. That was, like, the goal of our breakup with the possibility of, like, getting together in the future. Um, the problem is that me and those guys from work are still hanging out, and my feelings for him have gotten stronger, but also my feelings for my ex have not gone away, and we're still hanging out, sleeping together, um, being near each other all the time. Um, I don't really know what to do. I know that I'm supposed to be working on myself. I don't really want to move on because I don't want to lose the possibility of getting back together with my ex. But also, I feel like I should give this new guy a shot in some capacity. I'm just so fucking confused. I need some honest advice. You guys are always the most brutally honest, um, which I really appreciate. Um, thank you so much. I really hope that I can get some good advice from this. Love y'all. Um... I think the biggest thing here is that you're working on yourself. So what do these possibilities, they shouldn't matter right now, in my opinion. If you're working on yourself, the possibilities, they don't exist because that's not for you right now. Like if it's meant to be or if you feel like that this is something you want to pursue later on, then cool. But this isn't the time to even be entertaining those possibilities or to be holding on to the thoughts of being with these guys, especially since you don't, you have two people that you're interested in, two people that are interested in you, but you don't even know what you want. You don't know what you need right now. So how can you you can't work through that while you're still thinking about, I mean, you can think about them, but you can't work through that while you're still trying to hold on to them. So I would say, stop talking to both of them. I know you haven't talked to the work one because it's work, but like anything outside of work, outside of a, uh, don't be friends with him right now too, because you can't separate your feelings from him for friendship. So just set up boundaries for yourself push your feelings aside for now and work on yourself. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Like you're not working on yourself right now. Like what you're doing is you're backburnering both of these people, but like you're stirring both the pots. Like you're like you're 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 trying to keep these in a control these situations in a way that is in affecting how you are, quote unquote, working on yourself because like the possibilities are not, um, that's not within your control. Like that's at all. And like, if you're trying to like orchestrate how to remain, how to keep the possibilities alive with both of these relationships, like you are sacrificing you, like you are sacrificing this because like right now you're trying to mold your life around keeping these things afloat that have absolutely like nothing to do with your own personal self-growth or anything like that. And I think like being self-aware of knowing that you're always really attached to a partner, like just because you're not like in a relationship doesn't mean like you're doing the exact same thing. Like you're just doing it in a different font. Like, so I think if you can 
detach you've detached from the labels like you're not living with him anymore like you've created that separation but that's just like the start of it you're not officially together so like melissa said like you stop talking to both of them you stop hanging out with them socially you see your coworker, and you t- if, if it's something that you want like you tell them like hey i just want to let you know that like i really wanted to work on myself um and i have realized that despite moving out and breaking up. Like I actually haven't been actively doing that. And so I am creating this boundary for me that like, I'm going to take some time for myself. And that means like not being communicative and like being like friends with you right now. And like, that's not to say that that won't change like later on, but I'm not going to be able to get to where I personally like need to be with maintaining these relationships as they are. Cause I'm not growing. Cause these relationships, even though we're not calling it boyfriend, girlfriend. We're not calling it like partners. We're not calling it what it, these, it's the, still the same people and still the same timelines and still the same everything. Like I need some, I, I need some change in order to actually change like myself. Um, and if the person who you're like going to be with or like whatever you believe for like destiny, soulmates, whatever it is, but even in the small on the much smaller scale of like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want a decision I make to then jeopardize the what if with this person. If you prioritizing yourself and not being like, hey, I'm I'm gonna do my own solo thing and work on myself. If that is what stops you from being with those people, they don't want you to do that. And then the, mm-hmm. they're not good people and they're not the people that you should be with. Like you should never have to compromise self-growth to it's literally holding yourself back to be with someone else. Like walking on eggshells with like a partner or like a future partner of like, well, I need to watch what I say. I need to watch X, Y, and Z and all of that. Otherwise I might lose them. That's not being truthful or honest to yourself. That's like forming yourself to mold to like what you think that they want and what is going to be the best. And then you're putting all this responsibility on like, quote unquote, keeping a relationship like on you. That it's not like an active participant that you're both in this together. It's that like you you are holding on to this and you've like orchestrated this. I think a lot of this happened in the pandemic of people like I were very anti moving into someone like really, really soon, but this happened in the pandemic. And like, I do not blame anyone at all. And I think that it bred a lot of um, codependent relationships and Mm -hmm. you you couldn't go anywhere. So like (laughs) this was a way to protect people so that's what you had to do. And some people, it turned out great. And some people, it didn't. Some people, they weren't ready for this. Some people, it. Th- I mean, these were unprecedented times and we didn't know how it was going to affect us mentally. And so you did what you thought was best for you at the time. But now you were, like I've started to say, now we're post uh, <laughs> vaccine. And so we're still very much in the pandemic, but like, now you can see what was actually happening to you and to your partner at the time. And now you've separated yourself from that and you can see the big picture, but you're not actively working towards a better outcome. Yeah. I think you need independence and agency because even you saying that the coworker told me yeah the coworker exactly like the coworker who said that like I, I have feelings for you that was the moment you realized you also might have had feelings for him that it feels like other people are kind of in the driver's seat of your life and I think that's probably why you feel like 
you need to hold on to these possibilities and all these plates spinning in the air as if it's your responsibility. And I think you probably feel like that because you don't feel like you've had a really heavy hand in these situations, that these situations are more delicate and like they came up by chance as opposed to like really thoughtful, careful decision making on both parts. And that when it feels like something that's fleeting or random or a surprise, like those things we grasp onto because they feel if they came as quickly as they did, they can go as quickly as they came. And so I think that like the best thing you can do is to just spend time with yourself and like, yes, go to therapy, but also like find hobbies that you like that are solo hobbies, like make new friends, spend time with old friends, like write letters to people you haven't talked to in forever, uh, start a new TV show, go on walks, like, like plan trips that you want to take by yourself, do things that it's like, you're of the age of like, what do I, what the fuck do I want to do? What the fuck do I like? And like, once you can find, figure out all of that and who you really are, then it's about, it's not about, oh, are these people, potential people, are they going to wait for me? It's like when I figure out who I am and I work on myself and I really start to have a relationship with myself where not only like, do I really like myself, but I trust myself and I like, I value myself and my decision-making process. And I know that like, I'm looking out for me and I have the toolbox to address situations as they come up, but done with both of them. Done, 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 done. Also don't date coworkers. How many times do we have to say it? (sighs) I don't, I truly don't know. Only date them after they're no longer your coworker. Mm -hmm. Right, Megan? Yeah, I'm I'm marrying one. Eventually. <laughs> Hi, Megan, Melissa. I just called, but I got cut off because I spoke too long. I did write it down. I just made it too long. So I wanted to resend it my voicemail. I basically wanted advice on whether or not I should refollow my ex on social media. Um, for some context, I'm 21, she, her, and I went through a breakup. And this was my first relationship with someone, they, them. It didn't end well as essentially I didn't want it to end and there was a lot of hurt feelings and they did a lot of gaslighting towards me and said a lot of hurtful dismissive things during the breakup they messaged me along and kept checking in with my sister kind of saying condescending things and asking if I'm okay and keep keep on mentioning things like oh like I know she's struggling a lot more than I am and things like that additionally he posted something on his account that he said was sort of like a tribute to like how we how they felt and their emotions but kind of ended up coming off as quite hurtful and to the point where my friends like dm'd me asking me if i was okay after reading that post so we spoke again during thanksgiving on the phone and we were still willing to talk about what happened and at that point i still wanted to be with them and they basically said things trying to make me wait for them as like a maybe while they weren't actually interested in pursuing me. Additionally, they said a lot of more condescending things and were like kind of shocked at how bad I was feeling and were saying things like, oh, like, I guess it must have been hard for you because you didn't see it coming and things like that. But they also like threw in some flirtatious things and um, showed me a picture of myself and, and they were like, oh yeah, like I saw this before and I thought of you, I thought it was cute. So after all of that, like, confusion and kind of condescending behavior and belittling I decided it was time to block them so I did and I've done a lot of therapy and started a bunch of new activities and I truly feel 
really happy and over this person. I'm currently dating someone else, and I'm really happy about it. And I know that they're also in a relationship now. But I remember we talked about perhaps being friends in the future, and I remember a lot of the good parts of our relationship. I know I don't really want to be friends, and I know that after a lot of the hurtful things, I really don't want them in my life to that extent. But also a part of me thinks that if I follow them, it's like proving to me and also to them that I forgive them for the hurt that they've caused me and to kind of show that I'm no longer falling apart because of them. But another part of me knows it doesn't matter because their opinion of me doesn't matter. So I'm not sure if it's going to cause more pain in the process or anything like that. So guess in short, should I unblock him and refollow them or not? Thank you. Bye. So before we get into this call, I just want to say that um, the caller when they're talking about their part, ex-partner, they said they, them pronouns. And um, we're just going to be using the them pronouns, though they did say uh, other pronouns a couple times. We're just going to keep going with they, them, because that's what they said uh, at the top of this call. Here's my thing. Um, I was going to say that uh, you don't need to follow them back. You need to block them. But you say you have them blocked. So uh, I think you need to throw away all your social media. <laughs> Good call. That's it. Thank you for calling. <laughs> Goodbye. Now, this is like, I, I, I think truly what might be the most helpful is for you to go back and listen to your own call and recognize that you're like, okay, well, they said that they wanted, like we po- talked about potentially being friends. I don't want to be friends. And so I want to unblock them to show them and to show myself that I'm over it and I'm doing really well. And I um, and with a new partner, there with a new partner, I had like no feelings or anything towards them. I think you're mistaking what feelings are. Like you might not mm-hmm. have romantic you, feelings. You, you have, have got very feelings. strong. You have very strong feelings towards this. You got big feelings. You yeah. got big feelings, and that's fine. But you're allowed. You're allowed to like not get over something and have something be incredibly hurtful and like have that change your relationship with someone forever. And like, you don't have to like being the bigger person doesn't mean that you have to like forgive everybody. It just means that you move on, like you move on with your life. But if you feel the need to prove it to yourself beyond like proving it to them, but if you feel like this action is what you need to prove it to yourself, that means you're not where you think you are. Like, because mm-hmm. if you were where if you were very fully over this, which again, I don't think you have to be over this, but like if you were completely over this, you would have no desire to unblock that. Like it wouldn't even be a blip on your radar, but they're still taking up space in your brain. It might not be romantic. It might not be sexual. It might not be like anything relationship wise, but like anger is a feeling and you still have mm-hmm. anger towards them. And that's fine. You can always have anger to some people, but you can't have active anger because that means that they're occupying your brain space on a regular basis. Like if you think about them and you see them or something pops up that's out of your control and you're like, God, yeah, that was bad. I really dislike them. That's totally fine. But you that you just can't let you can't in the situation that you can control they just shouldn't be on your mind at all and 
in attempts to prove this to yourself, like this, if it won't, because it's clear you're not where you think you need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I have a ex that I broke up with a while ago and I unfollowed him. I had him muted for a while. I unfollowed him and I do not care what goes on in his life at this point at all. And so like, he still follows me. He also still messages me a lot and he has a girlfriend and I, I just don't, I don't like follow him at all. I feel like it's more like, that's even a stronger move is me not I'll still like, if he sends me something, I'll respond to it, but I don't, follow him I don't look at his social media I don't care like that's that's you're not at the point where you don't care and I don't think it'll be healthy for you to unblock them and follow back maybe you feel like if they see how good that your life is going that it might make them feel a certain way about you but in honesty, if somebody wants to see your Instagram, all they have to do is log on. They don't have to use the same browser like on a computer and they can see your Instagram if that's what you want. And if you want them to see what's going in your life, they'll see it. And so you unblocking them is not, it's not going to do any, I just don't think that's going to do anything for you because you're still mad and angry and this person is awful. And even though you've reconciled what your feelings were in, therapy it just doesn't feel like you're over this situation like this person did a lot of bad things to you a lot of bad things and I still think that you have like a part of your heart that still thinks of them and I just it's just not going to be a good outcome no it's not going to be good for your current relationship either and like even if your Instagram is private like everything Melissa says like that's completely true and I think like Part of the reason why you might want to unblock them is because you are worried that they're not thinking about what you're doing. Like you're mm-hmm. worried they're not going to go out of their way to try and find out how well you're doing. And I say this in the most loving way possible. Like you're worried that they don't care as much as you do and they might not. And like, that's good. Like if they don't care to know how well you're doing, that's the same way that you should ca- you shouldn't care how they think you're doing or how you're like it. And if you feel like part of me feels like wanting them to know how good you're doing is not just a haha, look at me now. But it's like when you have a really rough breakup, it feels especially when it's like someone breaks up with you, it can feel like I'm not good enough. I'm I, I can't measure up like there are all of these like self-doubting, hating kind of things that come from there, that even though you're in a new relationship, it feels like maybe you think that having your ex think you're doing so much better will make you think you're doing better. But this is like a a very active in your anger sort of thing. And if I was your new partner, I would be like, really, I would, if I heard this call, I would be like, you're not over it. Right. Because you said, like you named off all these terrible things they did, things that they said about was it to your sister or about your sister? Either way, I think it was to your sister. To your sister, and then they just they said these little things that are like bread crumbing you to like make you feel better. Just saying a, a few nice things and 
and complimenting your picture. Like, I don't feel like you're over this yet. And unblocking them is not going to do anything but just bring more harm to yourself. So if you don't want to, since you don't want to be friends with them, why, why, why does anything they do, why does it matter? Yeah. And if they, they were so bad and they treated you so bad, their approval should mean nothing. Mm -hmm. Their approval, their opinion, their thoughts on your life, like that should mean nothing. Like whoever they think is treating you well, that should be an indicator of, oh, need something better because they treated me like shit. Like someone who was so bad to you does not hold like the power or like know what is good for you because they were so bad for you yeah so you don't need to prove anything to them or to yourself in regards to this relationship what you need to do is focus on being done with this person and focusing on yourself not even your new relationship because i don't know if you can even give everything that you have to your new relationship because you're still not over this past one. Like imagine if your new partner said this to you, like that this was like, you found out that they were like, I just want to follow my ex again, unblock them so they can like see how good I'm doing and how much like that would make you feel shitty. Like that would make you recognize that like, oh, this doesn't feel like it's like a aha moment towards the ex. Like it feels like they're feeling, those feelings are still there. Yeah. No, 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 no. Focus on you, like Melissa said. All right. Time for a break. We will be back. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural. Natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. 
Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley and we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. We come back. Just like that. And we're <laughs> And just like that, Big died. Still haven't watched it. <laughs> Don't waste your time. I won't. Rumors are they're going to bring back Samantha, but with the new actress, I, I was like, oh, y'all are getting soapy, huh? The fact that I memorized this number just shows. It shows. Hi, Megan and Melissa. Um, I'm... I love the podcast and everything. I am a 21-year-old female. She, her, um, please excuse my voice and any hesitations. I have COVID currently at the moment because people are stupid and think it's gone, but it's not. Um, so bear with me. Brain fog is rough. Um, so I'm calling about my past relationship. Or not my past relationship, my current relationship. Jesus Christ. Um, to give a little bit more detail, I did call for the Don't Blame Them on the last episode um calling uh, or two episodes ago calling about um 
feeling a spark in a relationship. So if that gives you a little, I was the girl on the hot girl walk. Yes. Um, so if that gives you a little bit more information on me and my boyfriend, then cool. Um, so we've been dating. It's very new. We've been dating for about three, four months. Um, and he's like my best friend. And I feel like I fell really hard and really fast because we just seem to be on the same page and everything. And I'm really happy and I can really see a future with this guy because it's just like such a healthy relationship to the point where it makes me want to throw up. And like I've talked about in therapy and my therapist is saying that it's just it's just because I'm not used to being loved unconditionally and it's a healthy relationship and I just don't get it. So the thing is, this is a very first world problem. I just don't know when we're going to fight. Like, we have no conflict. There is nothing about him that annoys me. There's nothing that he has told me that annoys. Like, we've had conversations about fighting. He's had conversations with his family members, his friends, about fighting me. Not, like, fighting me, but, like, we have not had a fight, a disagreement, an annoyance, nothing like that. And I honestly cannot imagine what would cause it. And I know things will come up. It's just I'm kind of just nervous about what it's going to be, when it's going to be. And I am getting so stressed about it. I I have so much anxiety just in general and now feeding into this. And he's really good at calming me down and reassuring me. But it's just like I can't get this thought out of my head. Like, when are we going to fight? Is Like, are we going to break up? Like, what it, what's going to happen? I don't know. I have this anxious feeling that, like, I don't know, because I'm I'm so used to my old relationship, how we fought all the time. And literally, I feel like four, three to four months in, you should have at least a little disagreement or an annoyance. Like, literally nothing about him annoys me. So I just don't know what's going to happen. So I don't really know what I'm asking for. Just, like, reassurance. I don't know. Some advice. I guess. You need to pick a fight. <laughs> you need start. You need to start a fight. Um, I say this with all the love in the world. Your last relationships must have really fucked you up because three, four months, you should not be fighting. You should not be annoyed with your partner. You should not have any icks. You should not find anything about them annoying. You should not have anything that is brewing. You shouldn't be fighting. Like, this is like the ultimate honeymoon stage. Like, I truly don't think you experience, like, in long-term, like, healthy relationships. Like, you don't really experience your first fight in, like, your first, like, real fight, I think, until, like, a year-ish. Because like, I don't think you're fully comfortable with someone. I think two years, depending on how old you are, and you're 21. So yeah, that holds up. I think if you're in your 30s, you can get, you can speed ahead. But in your early 20s, I think it takes two years to get really comfortable with your partner in the sense that like, comfortable with bodily fluids, even if you think you're comfortable, like two <laughs> years is when like, you're actually fucking comfortable. And that's like, from the point of like, comfortable fighting, like, actually, like really not holding back. But no, like, I, like, again, I say this with love, like, you got fucked over in your last relationships, like, in no way is it, I would be, I would be concerned if you were fighting already. This reminds me, um, in a lot of Real Housewives, when a new housewife will come in that's watched the show before, and they feel like they need to pick a fight because they think that's what 
people want like that's going to create drama and you're trying to create your own drama where there is none and that leads to you coming off mm, insincere insincere and not invested in what's actually going on right now so you're sitting here waiting for the other shoe to drop instead of just focusing on your communication how you're communicating how you're talking to each other how like if small things come up how you're handling conflict but like you you're you don't truly know this person right now like you're still some of the blinders are on you're not being yourself around them they're not being themselves and so just like kind of just enjoy the moment and live in the moment and if an argument comes up okay if an annoyance comes up okay but like don't go into it looking for it to be this big blow up. Don't think that that just chaos has to ensue at every turn. Focus more on what is going on now and how you're talking to each other and even figuring out what like your communication styles are. Because it, it could be something as stupid as like, one person might think that you need to like use a rice cooker to boil rice and the other's like, no, I can just boil it on the stove. And then you have a fight. But like if one person makes it to be this thing that's way bigger than it is, then maybe that's a red flag because that's something so small and doesn't really matter in the long run. But stop looking for something to be wrong. Yeah, I think like, this is directly tied to the fact that like you say we love each other so much we're best friends we fell so hard and fast and you've been together for four months like three three slash four months and usually in that instance it's usually the three <laughs> it's trying to make it sound longer than it is and like so of course if you have completely romanticized him and put him on a pedestal like of course it feels like when the other shoe drops it's like ten thousand fucking feet like you, I, my biggest advice is dial it back, like dial it the fuck back right now, because you are treating him like a God that like the notion of getting in a fight will automatically lead to a breakup is absolutely devastating to you. Again, I say this with love, like three to four months in, you're putting too much. You're putting too much. Like you are wearing your heart on your sleeve, which is not a bad thing, but like you need to put your feelings and your love and your and your heart with someone you trust. And right now, if you're so afraid that a fight will like, yes, that can be like something that's related to like past traumas or other relationships have ended up that way. But the only thing that you can control in these situations and your only responsibility is like protecting your own heart. And if you are looking at this right now as this man can do no wrong and like Everything about him is perfect. He has no flaws. If we get in a single fight, we're going to break up. That's like a, ooh, I need to dial it back. I need to like take a step back. I'm getting way too engrossed in this relationship that I am losing myself. Like this is something can be so wonderful and so great, but you still need to take your time with it. Like you still need to do that. Like you can love someone. It can be wonderful. They can still be your best friend. But when you go so hard and so fast right at the start. Yes, it is more likely it's going to burn out a lot quicker than it is. But I just think that making decisions in regard to your relationship that protect 
your heart and your feelings while still being like vulnerable and honest, that is the only way that I think you're going to be able to quell your anxieties and to be mm-hmm. f- feel like you have a little bit more control of your life because right now it kind of feels like you're on a fucking roller coaster with no seatbelt. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I really need some advice here. Um, so I'm 22 and my boyfriend is 23. We've been together for three years in July and we have a baby together. A few weeks ago, he fell asleep with his phone unlocked and I went through it because I just had a feeling. Um, and I was going through his Google search history and I found out that he was Google searching escorts near us and different massage parlors and um, things like that. Um, He said he does it for the thrill, but doesn't go through with it because he loves me and knows I never deny him sex and we have a good sex life. Um, But there's a small part of me that thinks at some point he'll have a weak moment and go through with it, Um, especially because he used to have an issue with paying for OnlyFans and premium Snapchats and things like that. And even when I found out about it, he had lied and said it was only one person, but then I found out it was more than one person. Um, and that was over a year ago. Um, so I feel like he, at some point he's going to have a weak moment and actually contact and meet up with these escorts. Um, I just like, I don't know how to feel about it and I'm being sent down a spiral. I have anxiety every single night and I've completely lost trust. Um, and I just don't know what to do from here. Um, any advice would help. I really appreciate it. Um, thanks. Bye. Am I misremembering that he said something that like you didn't you don't ever deny me like good sex or something? That's exactly what I wrote down. Okay, Uh, so I'm not crazy. Okay, you don't deny me sex. Like that's the thing that that stood out. I wrote it like I'm holding the phone because we're having some technical issues and I had to like use one hand to write the write that phrase down because him cheating on you is contingent on you always saying yes to sex. That's what I'm getting. That's mm-hmm. that's what you got too. Oh, I wrote it down and then I thought I must have, I wrote it down and then I went and looked back and I was like, there's no way. There, like, Also, him having a a weak, you you fear that he's going to have a weak moment where he meets up with someone. Someone doesn't do research, writes down numbers, seeks out these, because these can be a little bit hard to find because it's not, I don't know where you are, but in the United States, in a lot of places, it's technically not legal. So this is a little... The research has to be well researched, and he's going to meet up with somebody while you're at home with your baby. That's not because a weak moment. That's that's planned. That that's premeditated because you said no to having sex with him. Yeah, no one gets their rocks off by looking at Yelp reviews to find out who gives a hand job. Like that's not. I mean, what's no, happening. some. Some but, people no, but, can. Some people have that excitement of just looking. But the way that he is coming about it, saying, you never deny me sex, so I'm not going to go do this. 
that's the problem. No, and if like he has a kink where he's like, oh, totally. this really gets me off just to research and the excitement of it. And, you know, I might get caught and uh, just looking at pictures like that. If he was being truthful with you and saying that's what was happening and that's where it ends, then that's it. That's where it ends. He's not going to say something like, you say you said no to me to having sex with me. So in a weak moment, I went and did this. Yeah, I, if 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 there is no consent in your kinks, like that's that is not th- that's not okay, and that's also like not welcomed within the kink community. So like mm-hmm. he has repeatedly lied about, oh, it's not OnlyFans. I'm just looking. I'm not subscribed to anything. And then now he has made you think that suddenly when he has been previously acting out on this that instead he's just researching them again without your consent and without your knowledge and that is now what gets him off like that's not true like that's just it's not it's just not true and if it was true you did not consent to that that was not a conversation mm-hmm. you had ahead of time and i think in young or you both young but you've been together for a long time it's like And he knows better than this. I think when you're younger, like sometimes there are kinks regarding like, oh, I'm really into what we've had. So I'm into watching. um, What's it called? Not me personally, but we talked about with the big boobs. The succubus. um, uh, Yeah. So like saying like, oh, that's something that I felt shame. So I was hiding it. So like, therefore, I didn't. (laughs) Even in the succubus case, that's not even in that case. they they said that they were just into, you know, just watching it and and then they wouldn't act it on that. Yeah, that's like so if I my belief system is like it is your responsibility if you have a kink, it is your responsibility to be honest, open and forthcoming with your partner so they can consent to said kink. You cannot be doing any, it without their consent. And even if it's a private kink that is something with just you. If it involves something that could feel somewhat nefarious, I think in general, it's a good thing to be honest with your partner. But if it's something that could be construed in a way that is like, hey, this looks like you're trying to pay for sex from other people, it looks like you're potentially going to cheat on me. That is a conversation you have ahead of time. And hiding mm-hmm. that is not because that's what he's doing. Hiding it is because he's following through on that. There's no shame in having a consensual kink that doesn't involve you crossing the boundaries of your relationship but if you feel the need to hide it it's because that's not what you're doing mm-hmm. and you know that and that's the biggest i think the biggest issue in all of this is he's just won't fucking stop lying to you he will not stop lying to you and you deserve more than that and it's not about a weak moment and not only is he lying to you he's making you believe that him cheating is within your control and if he cheats it's your fault it's and your it's fault not. because you said no to having sex with him. And if you deny him sex, any every time you have sex, then the back or he comes on to you in the back of your mind, it's well, if I don't have sex with him, he's gonna go pay for it with someone else. And mm-hmm. he is putting that thought into your head on purpose. And the moment of weakness takes away any responsibility and culpability. Because like you said, it's premeditated. Not only is like you caught him in the research process of of what he's doing, but I don't I say this with love because you have a fucking baby. And I think that like you need to you deserve like 
all honesty because this man's clearly not being honest with you. And so I know when sometimes people are honest with you can feel really, really harsh when someone's been lying to you. So just know I say it out of love. He's sleeping with these other people. Like he's paying for, he. this is happening. This is currently happening. And the reason why he's making it into your head to think that this is a possibility because he's giving you a baseline of his behavior of what his behavior is like when he's not being unfaithful, but he is being unfaithful. So then you're going to think, well, he's acting like this now. Like, it's not like he's leaving the house more often than he was before. Like, he's making you think that right now he's not doing any of that stuff, but he is. And so you're going to, no red flags are going to be raised because it's like, oh, well, he's still having dinner with us. He's still doing X, Y, and Z and blah, blah, blah. He hasn't acted on any of this because he's been behaving the same way when he was just in the research process. So it's just the research process. No, he's, he is fooling around and doing that shit now and wants you to get used to that. And then when shit gets worse, it will be your fault. And this is like absolute bullshit. And it makes me so mad because like, it's so clear from like how you're speaking about this, that like, he is, he's, he, he's like fucked up your barometer of like what's honest and what's not that like you Mm -hmm. desperately want to believe him. And I understand that you want to believe him because there also comes a little bit of pride in not wanting to feel like you picked the wrong person to have a kid with, but that your kid's dad is as relevant or as irrelevant as you choose. And like kids, like that's not something that you don't have to make this work. Just you don't have to make this work in a romantic partnership and be disrespected like this. That doesn't change the fact that he's your kid's dad, your relation, your kid's relationship with him if it's a healthy one that you're comfortable with, that can be a wonderful, wonderful thing, but it is not riding on the back of like him just repeatedly treating you like shit. And I, I don't think that you believe him. I don't think you'd be calling into this podcast if you actually believe that your relationship was solid and that he was telling the truth because you've caught him in several lies before. So why should this, why is this time different? Because you don't think he's actually making contact. We're all for paying sex sex workers here, but it needs to be consensual on all parties' parts. If If you called here to hear someone that doesn't know him, to hear us say like this man's lying, here's, here it is. He's lying. He's lying. And take with that what you will. But like, this is, you want to be in a relationship that's truthful and honest. He's lied several times before. Why is this different? Because you don't think he's physically going there? He knows where these places are. That's a level of paranoia you shouldn't have to live in. Like, that's not, that's not happiness. And that's not a healthy relationship. And deep down, I agree. Like you call this podcast, you know us, you know our belief system on this, but also like you look through his phone and I'm, we've said over and over again, we are not Mm -hmm. anti looking through phones, but you look through a phone when you want to find something and you know, there's something there. And Mm -hmm. even if consciously you don't feel like that, you do. And you don't believe his lie because you called. And I think, I think you're tired of trying to believe his lies. And I think at a certain point, 
it's beyond disrespect and it's like beyond hurtful and it just becomes a time when you start questioning your own reality and you need someone to like give you the permission to be like you're not crazy this is be done i can't stress enough how much i hate him and making subconsciously cuz i don't even know if you recognize it that he's telling you that if he cheats on you it's your fault all right time for don't blame finn hell yeah So this is where a caller will call in with their own advice pertaining to a call that we aired on a previous episode. Maybe they have personal experience or they have some insight that we didn't think about. Um, and yeah, so we'll hear from them. Hi, Megan and Melissa. So I'm calling in for a don't blame them in response to episode 22 of the person that was asking for advice on dealing with FOMO. And I wanted to share that as a 27-year-old who has been in a long-term relationship, I can completely understand the feeling of not meeting where you're supposed to be at in terms of getting married or being engaged and all that good stuff. And it's especially hard when you have that timeline. And I remember calling in a while ago, like years ago, when I was in my early 20s and experiencing you know, that FOMO and comparison and, you know, constantly expecting myself to be where other people in my life were at. And I remember the advice that I got, it was from a guest. Um, they had shared the saying, comparison is the thief of joy. And that's something that I thought of for a very long time. And it's something that has reminded me going forward that when I am comparing where I'm at to other people, I'm comparing it to their highlight reel. and I don't deserve that, you know? Nobody does. So continue to just do your thing. You're on your own timeline and don't expect yourself to be anywhere specifically by a certain age because when the things that are supposed to happen happen, they will. And you're going to love it and experience it at the time that you are ready for it. So best of luck and continue to Focus on schooling and focus on your right now. And don't worry too much about where you think you should be. So, best of luck. Bye-bye. Perfect. Cool. You know what I always remind myself, not for me personally, but in these moments of these calls, I always just think of you saying, everyone I know who got married young is on their second marriage. <laughs> 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 that practical. Practical yeah. and factual. And it delivers a punch. Like, that mm -hmm. really... It tells a story and it paints a picture. Yeah. So this is a very relatable thing. So I hope that the original caller was able to hear that as well. And that helped. Um, and yes, that is it for our episode. If you want to call us for an upcoming one, leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. I don't think I gave at the beginning of the episode the requirements. So I'm going to do it now in case I didn't. Keep it under three minutes. We ask that you write it down and then you time it before you even start recording so you can make sure you fit it in three minutes. And also, it's just easier to keep track of your thoughts that way for most of the callers feel more comfortable that way. Let us know your ages, um, anyone in this, uh, in the, who's also in the call, their ages and pronouns if you would like. 
and just give us as much detail as possible because that's how we can give you the best advice. But if you leave out really important things like how long your relationship was, that can affect our advice. And then we're not giving you the best advice for your call. And we want this to be like effective. So those are the requirements. If you be Asian or over, have your parents' permission. I'm not sure if I already said that. And you yeah. Did, but <laughs> no worries. Keep it moving. If you want to follow us on Instagram, you should do that. We spend a lot of time trying to make wonderful graphics and content. And we also have another podcast called By What we, Am I Wrong? By Megan. <laughs> yeah. Melissa does all like the podcast stuff. I do all the, I make, I find the cute little pink the pictures. Things. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the visual. I'm the, yeah, that, that part. So please follow us there. Leave us a review on the podcast app, please. We really appreciate that. And we don't um, have any new ones this week. So if you haven't left a review, please do. Please. And we have another podcast that comes out on Thursdays called But Am I Wrong? It's a wonderful, wonderful show. Give it a listen. And that's it. Oh, also, you can leave reviews on Spotify now, too. So if you use Spotify, can you leave a review there as well? Amazing. Had no clue. Fantastic. Well, if you're still listening at this far, what should they comment on the Instagram? Comment what you're watching on TV right now. Yes, that's a great one. Great, great, great. Um, and yeah, our own links will be listed down below if you want to follow us on other things that we do. And I think that's it. That's it. Oh, Patreon. I already said it, but just go. Please. Please. Like, videos, watch visuals smiling haha laughs and also we do it topless so okay did you catch and we never name? have on bras oh, that's yeah. a fact never ever okay goodbye goodbye don't blame me is a production by me executive produced by melissa demonts and diamond imprint productions Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.